0: General Mattis joke. So Mad Dog Mattis, who resigned from being Secretary of Defense with Donald Trump whenever that was last year, over the Syria policy more or less, he was uh, was bothered by uh, uh, that. And so Trump the other day badmouthed Mattis and said he was a terrible general, the worst general. And so Mattis was at some white tie event last night and standing up and took a, a couple of shots at Trump. And we've got those for you because he also called Meryl Streep an overrated actress. So I guess I'm the Meryl Streep of
1: generals.
0: (laughs) And and frankly, that sounds pretty good to me. He doesn't seem to be particularly bothered by the fact that the president badmouthed him. No, that's what I got from watching that is a man who is entirely confident in his own skin and sleeps very well. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sure he does. And plus you get to a certain age. Uh, Speaking of being a certain age, so Elijah Cummings Cummings died, um, and we mentioned that yesterday. And he was the chair of the, uh, one of the committees, oversight Oversight committee, but one of the committees that was really involved in um, impeachment. But anyway, I saw this headline. He worked until his last breath. Is that supposed to be a good thing? God, that's the last thing I want to do. I would find that to be a tragedy. My, my final thoughts is the final synapses in my brain are firing. I would think, I died while I was still working? Oh, my God. <laughs> he worked until his last breath. That's not what I want to try to pull off. It's the opposite of what I want to try to pull off. Um. But I asked yesterday, so who's going to replace him since he's running one of the committees about impeachment? Well, they got some woman uh, the, 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 the next... Oldest person there, seventy-two-year-old woman that's going to take over temporarily. Within thirty days, they need to have a vote, and they're wrangling over who that will be. So, you know, we'll find out that out when they, we find that out. But I thought, hey, another seventy-something that you're going to throw in charge of uh, impeachment—fantastic! Can't wait. Um, I wanted to do something non-political. We got on this topic. I don't remember how yesterday. I don't remember how somebody uh, suffering some sort of injury having to do with something in sports. Um, and, uh, and Joe mentioned, um, how high school kids are getting injuries now that they used to see only in professional athletes, but getting them at a, at a, young age. And I thought that was pretty interesting. We got this text. I was a high school athletic director for 15 years, horrible, repetitive use injuries, especially in the shoulders from volleyball, baseball, and water polo. Boy, when I was in high school, nobody got injured playing volleyball or really anything. I mean, it'd be occasional broken bone or, you know, you slide in, break your ankle or whatever, but nobody was getting repetitive motion injury. I, I never remember. I, I don't think there was a one, one in my life. I don't know if I'd even have heard of the thing. Water polo players are some of the most in shape people you will ever encounter. Yeah, uh, They threatened to give up their, oh, oh I, I skipped ahead. Club coaches put huge pressure to play throughout the whole year for the good athletes now. And they threaten to give up their spot if they take a break or play another sport. And the coaches brainwash them, that's his word, not mine, and tell them the only way to play in college is to play year-round for their club team. So that's not your school thing, that's that's another, uh, another team that you get involved with. And parents looking for scholarships are driving their kids to injury and burnout as well. So I've got a friend whose um a daughter was a, a super athlete, is a super athlete, and still is, and she's at a Division One school doing that very thing. But um, the way it is now, if your if your kid's a good athlete or really into it, that they they convince you that you should specialize in stu- something. When I was years ago, when I was in school, you had you had the kids that were athletic and they were good at whatever they played, yeah, and he, they he did like the pitcher on the. On the baseball team, he was the quarterback for the <laughs> for the football team, and then basketball season came around, he was also good at that. And too. he was the fastest guy in the track team. Right, Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I can picture that guy from my high school and, and guys like that, or uh, girls now. From what I understand, they let girls participate in sports now. What? Um, uh, and uh, And that's the way it used to be. And so you'd be doing a whole bunch of different things and uh, just for a couple of months a year. But now the real emphasis is on pick a sport. Make that your focus and play it year-round. You've got the school season, and then you've got these various other leagues that you can play in, and people are getting, one, burnt out to where it's just like, I I don't want to do this this much. And I I, I can't imagine doing anything that much at that age, but uh, I was terrible at everything, so I don't have really a good perspective on that. Uh, Academics, athletics, uh, 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 socially, I was just terrible at all of it. Um those are the big three. Yeah, those are the big three. Now that that's no good at anyone. <laughs> Um, but, but focusing your kid, for instance, if they are um, a baseball player, a pitcher, so you're going to pitch year-round, you're going to get involved in something and do it year-round, obviously soccer, you know, lots of people that do the whole soccer thing year-round, and now they're getting injured at levels that used to only happen to, like, the highest-level college athletes and professional athletes, and that just that can't be good. Yeah, think about, it a, like, a odometers on your car, right? The, these kids have hundreds of thousands of miles on their pitching arm by the time they're 16, when that when previous generations, you'd be in your 20s before you got to that point of pitches thrown. And I really try to start Stay away from the whole things used to be better than they are now view of the world as I get older. But uh, that, that, that was better the way we used to do it. Um, play a whole bunch of different stuff. Really enjoy it. Have a good time. Um, don't get hurt. And then get serious about it later if, it's, if you're going to make it your life. So many different things about what we're doing to young people today are probably contributing to the skyrocketing suicides and, and misery and anxiety and all that are the stuff that we keep looking at. I don't know. I find that troubling. Oh, we got a couple of more notes. Maybe I'll hit this later. There's a study out today that the blue light you're looking at on your phone all day long, there's blue light coming out of that screen, also your computer screen. So you might, depending on your job, have the sort of situation where you get up in the morning and stare at a blue light for a while on your phone. Then you go to work and stare at a blue light all day long on your computer screen in between taking breaks, staring at your blue light on your phone, that's your break, including lunch hour, and then go home and spend more time on your phone. That's a lot of blue light in a day. And a study out today that say it's um, uh, killing our brain cells, shortening our lives and ruining our vision. Um, the military, Sean just came up with some information, the the military really tries to stay away from that, the blue light stuff, because they realize how damaging it is. And, um, God dang it, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to keep my kids from it. Is there a setting on... Uh, Kindles in my computer screen at home, or do I just need to get one of those screens that Marshall got on his PC As that we got to that, right here? You can buy glasses that do the same thing. They, they look kind of like the glasses you'd wear at a shooting range from a lot of the ones that I've seen, but you, you can buy yeah. blue filtering glasses that you can do when you're looking at your phone, so that way you don't have to move around the... Yeah, the, the, the overlay that you're putting on your actual computer monitor to various things. I try to keep the screen time low with my kids like a lot of people do anyway, but I de- definitely want to have the blue light filter if, if they've decided that's no good for you. Um, Trump had a rally last night, one of his big rallies, and uh, as usual there's some stuff that's kind of interesting from there. We got a little uh, clip of that coming up, doing his thing. Huge enthusiastic crowd, huge enthusiastic crowd outside the stadium. Where was it? Was it Dallas, Texas? Is that where it was last night? Um, uh, Way more people that could get in there. And uh, it's pretty entertaining, pretty interesting. We'll play that for you coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Should you have in the van you're living in before it's too many? We have the answer to that question coming up. As one woman tested the limits? Uh, Marshall's News in about 10-15 minutes. There's been a reaction from the president of Turkey uh, with this ceasefire going on. This continues to be a hot story. Mitt Romney blasted the president yesterday. Lindsey Graham has been blasting the president. Of course, all the uh, Trump-hating media has been blasting the president on uh, the turkey syria kurd thing. I, I would love to, in a parallel universe, uh, get to see how the media would and Democrats would be handling this if Barack Obama had made the same move, which he may have done. Um, if he had done exactly the same thing, I would like to hear how that would have been handled. But we'll never know. Um, Trump had, oh, and the state of religiosity in America. How religious we are or not, or how Christian we are or not. The Bible! Exactly, Mr. President, according to the latest... Uh, Pew poll, so that coming up in a little bit But first I wanted to touch on Trump's rally last night He had another one of those humdingers In Dallas, Texas, where he had tens of thousands of people inside And tens of thousands of people outside And probably a hundred thousand people watching on Twitch And the crowd absolutely loving him And he got into, does does this seem like this was all off the cuff to you? Yes Yeah, so this was one of his He just, the debates came up The topic of the debates the other night And he just, uh, he went on a riff This is kind of long, but it's pretty interesting
1: Did you see these debates, you believe what I'm competing with? Compete with Ted Cruz? That was brutal. You know, he's he was the national debate champion.
0: So uh, Ted Cruz and the audience, so kind of playing it out a little. And bit. it was in Texas, yeah, so yeah, yeah. national I get that.
1: debate champion. Story I've never told. I never did that before, right? I ran for office. All of a sudden, I'm supposed to be debating tomorrow night. I said, Who are these people? The hell, I don't know all of them. I know a lot of them. I contributed to a lot of them. <laughs> they used to treat me very nice when I contributed to them. Not so nice when I was their opponent. It changed a lot. But I said, let me see. I want to see who are these people. I'm going to a debate. I never debated. My whole life has been a debate. But I never debated like with a podium and this and that. (laughs) So I said, who are they? And we had 17 people plus me. We had 18. It was actually not 17. It was 18. Remember Gilmore? Nobody remembers him. (laughs)
0: But we had 18 people.
1: I said, Who are these people? Are they any good at debating? And I hired a debate coach, and he lasted for about 10 minutes. I said, This guy knows less than I do. He didn't know anything. (laughs) He didn't know anything. He said, Never ever interrupt while they're speaking. I said, Okay, coach, put me in coach. Wait a second, got to
0: stop there. That, that sounds like the typical sort of crap you get from a consultant. Yep. Every debate I've watched, you know who usually wins? The person who's willing to interrupt the other person and take over. And the debate coach says, never interrupt anybody. Oh, whatever, get out of here. <laughs> That's hilarious.
1: He didn't know anything. So he said, never, ever interrupt while they're speaking. I said, okay, coach, put me in a coach. LAUGHTER and after a couple of those statements, I mean, I mean, you can't beat Ted Cruz if you don't interrupt him. It's impossible.) It's but my first good line so, so I see, let me see the cards. Let me see the whole thing. I want to see it. I need help. I'm going to be debating in front of millions of people. And everyone's saying do you think Trump's going to be able to debate professionally? I said, let me see these cards, and all of them, you know, he was president of his class, one guy, one guy was a good debater in college, he was this, he was okay. But they give me the first card, Ted Cruz. And it says, National Debate Champion from Princeton. (laughs) Is that right? And then, National Debate Champion from Harvard. I said to my wife, First Lady, potentially... I said, my potential first lady, I got a problem. (laughs) I said, some of these guys are okay. They were only president of the class. Almost all of them ran for president of the class. I never did. I like playing baseball better. But I said, I said, Melania. And I called Ivanka. I called my kids. I said, I got a problem. Ted Cruz was the national debate. He was the number one guy in college. He was the number one guy in law school. How the hell do I beat a guy that's that good at debating? But we came out okay, Ted. And Ted, Ted was tough. Smart as hell and tough. Tough.
0: Good man. What a unique dude he is. If he shaved off like ten percent of his his thing, he would be an easy two-term president. He may be anyway, but he'd be an easy two-term president and have above fifty percent approval ratings if he just shaved. Off, I don't even think it'd have to be ten percent, like five percent of his thing. And eh, maybe seven percent.
1: Okay, we'll call it seven.
0: <laughs> but it's just it's just because he's so appealing in so many ways. His 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 not sounding like i was watching uh vice president pence in some interview yesterday who sounds like i mean he is like the most stereotypical politician well the important thing is the american people realize that when it comes to i just you sound like every other gray-headed old dude that's been talking at me my entire life and it just doesn't cut through i can't even hear the words and then trump is just such a different thing and just so obviously casual i mean who would ever talk about that as president? I didn't know what I was doing. I turned to my wife. How am I going to beat these people? I called my kids. I need
1: help. <laughs> the thing about Trump is you find yourself watching because you just can't wait to hear what he's going to say yeah, next, yeah. as opposed to other politicians you just want to end. Yeah, he's
0: he's he's got that thing. Um, but then he does, and this is a perfect for instance, and God, I don't want to talk about Trump all morning long, but I thought this was a pretty good for instance, so... Um, I'm watching one of the Fox shows yesterday, and uh, a number of the people on there were coming up with ways to defend uh, Trump over this whole Ukraine phone call thing, and, and making good points and all that, and Mulvaney yesterday, his thing, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you'll hear it in the news uh, later. Um, but they, they were standing by Trump that, but even, even a couple of the guys who were defending Trump on the whole, all this other stuff... When this came up, the story that broke yesterday, the real reason that Mick Mulvaney was up there at a podium as the chief of staff yesterday was to announce that the next G7 get-together is going to be held at one of Trump's golf courses in Florida. That's where they're going to hold it. And uh and 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 they claim and I would imagine that they're going to have to do this they're, they're not going to make any profit off of this although you get a tremendous amount of advertising. It's, it's a great commercial. It's the greatest you, commercial. You position ever. your golf course as this is where the power, most powerful men in the world come and meet or or all the shots of how beautiful it yeah, is that will yeah, be yeah. on TV for a week. But anyway, um the 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 guys that were on Fox that were de- defending Trump over all this other stuff said When that story came up, Trump's going to have the G7 summit at his golf resort. They said, sometimes he makes it very difficult to defend him. These were the guys that were going overboard defending him on the Turkey-Ukraine phone call impeachment, all that sort of stuff. And I would agree, dude, did you have to, in the midst of all this, announce you're going to have the G7 summit at your own golf club, which just doesn't look good. It just doesn't look good. (sighs) And so why do you do stuff like that? That's what I'm talking about. You shave off a couple of percents of that sort of thing and it just it would be so much easier for your life. He sh- he shoots himself in the foot a lot and I don't I'll never understand why he does it. He's been successful with it, no doubt. What's coming up in your news, Marshall?
2: Well, we got Turkey's president warnings for the US about the ceasefire. The NBA's Adam Silver on China's continuing Twitter outrage. Yeah,
0: that's an interesting one.
2: And I'll tell you, we got new health warnings about almost
0: all baby food on the market. Whoa, got to pay attention to that if you got a baby. Oh, and I didn't get to how religious we are or aren't, or Christian we are or aren't at this point, according to the latest Pew study. And I think you'll find it pretty surprising, especially the way it's presented to you in the media. So all that's coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. i actually been ta- texting with one Joe Getty, who uh, you might have noticed is not here today. Abandoned us once again in the yeah. country's time of need. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Oh, there's some virtual Joe for you. <laughs> um, With a theory, pretty darn interesting theory. Why did Trump announce yesterday that he's going to hold the G7 Summit at one of his own golf course hotels? Why would he do that? Um... Interesting theory. So stay tuned for that. Right so, now. So not why would he host it? Why would he announce it at this point? Well, both. Okay. Okay. Both. Why would you do that? Uh, news now. That's Marcia a up.
1: good point, Jack. That's
0: virtual <laughs> Joe right there.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when I say so when I say something Joe said, virtual Joe says to me that was a good point. The hell That's is a that? good point, Jack. The hell is that? <laughs> Confirmation bias is what that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, News now Marcia Marshall Phillips. Well,
2: the Turkish President Erdogan is speaking out, first off saying that he did inform President Trump over the phone about the Turks' plans for northern Syria a day before it launched its invasion. He also said if U.S. promises are not fulfilled, their military operation in Syria will continue as soon as the ceasefire is scheduled to end. Erdogan said his country will not forget the bizarre letter Trump sent him about the operation, but says the mutual love and respect between the two men will keep it off their agenda. He did say, however, that Turkey will do whatever is necessary about the letter when the time comes. Very interesting statements coming out of the Turks. A new poll. Says most Americans believe President Trump's decision to withdraw U.S. troops from the Syrian border has damaged America's reputation as a reliable ally. The USA Today Ipsos poll shows that even a majority of Republicans believe the nation's reputation has been hurt. Mitt Romney among them. The decision to abandon the Kurds violates one of our most sacred duties. It strikes at American honor. What we have done to the Kurds will stand as a bloodstain in the annals of American history.
0: So, I said this a couple of weeks ago. I th- I think the Turkey Syria Kurd story has more opportunity to damage Trump than the Ukraine phone call impeachment story, yeah. um, because you got to get to Republicans, and I and and I don't know how many Republicans are bothered by the Ukrainian phone call, but there are a lot of Republicans that are bothered by the whole Kurd Turkey situation, and including. For instance, I said after the Ukraine phone call impeachment story broke, I said, I'll believe this is a problem when I start hearing pundits or people in my own life that were Trump supporters all of a sudden not become Trump supporters. And I don't know a single one that that has happened around the whole Ukraine story. I do know a couple of people who have said that's it. Over the abandonment of the Kurds, have changed their mind on Trump over that story. And Joe just texted that he's got a, a friend who is a Trump supporter who said that's it. Over the, I'm going to have the G7 at my golf course. So here are some stories that are yeah. that are bothering some people that that are or were Trump supporters. So I don't think it's the Ukrainian thing that's going to get him. the 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 focus of the actual impeachment, it's this other stuff. If anything does, you know, this could blow over. You never know.
2: On another front, the NBA Commissioner Adam Silver was talking about the NBA-China controversy and what the Chinese wanted them to do with Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey after his tweet in support of the pro-democracy movement in Hong Kong.
0: We were being asked to fire him by the Chinese government, by the, the parties we dealt with, government and business. We said there's no chance that's happening. There's no chance we'll even discipline him.
2: Adam Silver at the Time 100 Health Summit, again saying there was no chance we'd even discipline him. And during the interview, he also went on to say...
1: The losses have already
0: been substantial. Our games are not back on the air. In China, as we speak, and
3: we'll see what happens next.
2: China, NBA's biggest overseas market. Silver previously said he respected the feelings among the Chinese people over the Hong Kong issue, but the league wasn't going to punish players or team personnel for expressing their opinion. That's
0: a heck of a thing that China demanded the guy be fired. Yeah, yeah. And they had to stand up for that. Not only just being decent, you have to stand up. Um, they'd have gotten killed. They'd have got. There'd have been a lawsuit. They'd have, he was sued. You can't fire somebody for that.
2: Heavy metals are in most baby food. We've got new statistics revealing that most baby food on the shelf contains toxic chemicals. The latest study coming. You don't from... want
0: that in your baby food.
2: No, the latest study comes from the group Healthy Babies Bright Futures. Their network of nonprofit testers found 95% of baby foods examined contain one or more toxic heavy metals.
0: Now, is this a new thing or has it always been true?
2: I do not know if this has always been true, but uh, they're bringing it forward now. It includes arsenic and lead. Researchers
0: put lead in my kids'
2: strained peas. Researchers are urging the FDA and major baby food companies to reduce or eliminate the toxins. Yeah, that would probably be a pretty good idea. And look, up in the sky, NASA's first all-female spacewalk is taking place right
0: now. American astronaut uh, Jessica Muir. This is what's wrong with the space program, in my opinion. This is what doomed the U.S. space program. That's why we went from the greatest space program on planet Earth to uh, something that I couldn't pay attention for. The only headline you ever get about space stuff is, look, it's the first Hispanic, it's the first uh, female, it's first all-female, it's the first gay guy, it's the first whatever. It's all identity politics for space travel. That's not what the focus should be. Fantastic. That's great. I don't want to keep anybody out of the space program, but making that the focus of the space program? Forget it. Forget it. That's not the way Columbus didn't discover America by making sure he had enough diversity (laughs) on board his ship.
2: That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty show, the conscience of the nation.
0: I should mention we got quite So so your stance is NASA needs to be more like Columbus. I don't... What I don't... What I don't (laughs) know is, was it NASA's emphasis? Did this come from them, or did the media do it? NASA can't help with how the media handles this, right. but I think NASA was reacting to the media, yeah, and it was yeah, yeah. it was constantly uh, the first woman, the first this, the first right. whatever, and that's not what the focus should be. That should not factor into any decision whatsoever when you're trying to become, you know, the greatest at uh, any scientific endeavor. Um, by the way, we got an outpouring of hate from Mitt Romney, and I meant to mention that, but I didn't. I do think Mitt is often full of crap. I think Mitt Romney is an opportunist. I think he's trying to position himself to run. Yeah. He's, you know, he's kind of angry then. He's, he's happy when this is working in this direction. He's a little hard to figure out. And I think he's uh, quite phony on a lot of these issues.
2: Another kick in the gut.
0: Um, coming out strong yesterday against Trump. Now, Hey, uh, Mitt, blow out birthday candles like a normal person, <laughs> yeah. and then we'll take you seriously. That's your issue with Mitt Romney. If you haven't ever seen that video yeah. where Mitt Romney... He's given a birthday cake. Right. He takes out each candle with his fingers individually right. and blows them out. Right. And I, like, collects them in his hand. It's very a, weird. This is what humans right. do, right? right.
2: Hey, was it wasn't that a Twinkie cake? Weren't those all like Twinkies oh, and He's yeah, yeah, had a candle yeah, on top was, of it?
0: Now, it Lindsey Graham blasting Trump and they're friends. And yep. Lindsey Graham is back to Trump on all kinds of different right. stuff. Him coming out and saying, I'm going to be your worst nightmare on yep. this if you don't change your mind. Um, he's he's definitely sincere. We know that from yep. Lindsey Graham. I still am on the side of getting out of there, but uh, m- almost everybody else is not. Uh, it seems to be a minority opinion. It's it's me, Mike Lyons, and uh, Mitt, and uh, and Rand Paul. They're the, the only three right. on earth who are for getting out of the Middle East. Uh, we're going to talk to Ian Bremmer about that next hour, and I'll be interested to hear his thoughts. Um, I don't even know how to tease this. Do you know how to tease this? You've heard it. Uh, Hillary Clinton with some interesting theories on what the how the Democrats are strategizing oh, yeah. going forward. I like that, and this just came out. And yeah. this, the, you you tell me what this means. Stay tuned. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show. After being traded
2: from Jacksonville, Jalen Ramsey arrived in L.A. to join the Rams. Waiting at the airport to greet him were several members of the press and every member of the Kardashians.
0: <laughs> 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 David Spade's pretty funny. Yeah. So I got a bunch of stuff I want to jam in here. Uh, figuring in my mind what order I want to do this in, paying off the um, Trump announcing yesterday that he's going to have the G7 summit at his golf course hotel resort in Florida has caused some people even on the right who would normally defend Trump to say, oh, dude, wait a minute, why are you doing this? And uh, and I was texting back and forth with Joe Getty. He's the Getty half of Armstrong and Getty. Wow, unbelievable! That's virtual <laughs> Joe. He recorded those years ago. He sounds younger in those clips. Uh, I was texting back and forth to Joe, and I said, "Why the? I said, Why the blank would Trump do that in the middle of all this?" And uh, Joe's theory is, it's 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 making the Democrats impeach him, which could be his strategy. It could be another one of those. Look, do it. Impeach me, go for it. See how it works out. Because he believes politically, uh, he he would he would stay in office, and politically he'd come out the other side uh, on the right side. But that's about the only thing that makes any sense to me. Unless it's just pure, I'll make more money off my hotel if it's the place for the for the G seven. But I I gotta believe getting reelected matters more to him than however many however much money you'd make off of that particular hotel when you got him all over the world. I don't know. But it's, it was an interesting strategy because I saw a number of Republicans that always defend Trump's decision, say he, sometimes he makes it difficult for him to defend him. I'm going to have the G7 summit, could have it anywhere in the United States. I'm going to have it at one of my hotels and golf courses. Okay, so we'll talk about that another time. and When it gets closer, it's going to be a big story, I guarantee you.
1: Boy, that's true.
0: I definitely agree. And I still need to get to how many rats should you have in the van you're living in, According to the San Diego Union-Tribune, um, if you want to keep track of, uh, of that story. So this is a, this is a clip of Hillary Clinton, who still gets interviewed every single day about something, which makes you wonder, what's going on there? Makes my neck sweat. In this particular instance, she's being interviewed by David Plouffe, who was the campaign manager for a guy named, what was his name? Oh yeah, Barack Obama. He ran Barack Obama's campaign when Barack Obama got elected president. He's asking Hillary Clinton about her concerns regarding misinformation on social media. She still blames lies on uh, Facebook and other places for why she lost. And uh, how does she feel about misinformation on social media leading up to the 2020 election?
3: Well, I think there's going to be two parts, and I think it's going to be the same as 2016. Don't vote for the other guy. You don't like me, don't vote for the other guy because the other guy is going to do X Y and Z or the other guy did such terrible things. And I'm going to show you in these, you know, flashing videos that appear and then disappear and they're on the dark web and nobody can find them. But you're going to see them and you're going to see that person doing these horrible things. They're also going to do third party again. And I'm not making any predictions, but I think they've got their eye on somebody who's currently in the Democratic <laughs> primary and are grooming her to be the third-party candidate. She's the favorite of the Russians. They have a bunch of sites and bots and other ways of supporting her Mm -hmm. so far. And that's assuming Jill Stein will give it up, which she might not, because she's also a Russian uh, asset. Yeah, Yeah, she's a Russian asset. I mean, totally. And so they know they can't win without a third-party candidate. And so... I don't know who it's going to be, but I will guarantee you they'll have a vigorous third-party challenge in the key states that they most need it.
0: Wow, that's Hillary in her most conspiratorial I've ever heard her. What is she talking about there, Jill Stein, who ran the Green Party? Was that what she was? She was a third-party candidate and got like 1%. Uh, What does she mean she's a Russian asset? What does Hillary mean by that? What does she mean the Russians are targeting – who's targeting a Democrat? Uh, the I think she's trying to say that the GOP is going to pluck one of the people from the Democrats' uh, uh, primaries and make them run third party to siphon off some of the Democratic. Make votes. them run third party. How, encourage how do encourage they... them to or fund them for running third parties? Well, that's the most conspiratorial I've ever heard Hillary Clinton be. I'm not sure the Republican Party can make any of those people on stage run third party, and and what sense Something she said there in the middle about how the Russians already have a candidate picked. Who the hell is she talking about? Uh, no, no, this is Tulsi Gabbard. She's saying that Tulsi Gabbard's going to run third party with backing from the GOP and the Russians. What? Uh, there's a much of the the marks on. That's not a phrase. Much of the negatives <laughs> on Tulsi Gabbard involve her. Is she in the? Is she friends with Assad? Is there, there's a lot of weird foreign policy stuff surrounding what? her. So what? when she says that the the Russians' favorite, I think she's referring to Tulsi Gabbard. Wow. What websites is Hillary going to where she thinks the Russians got a candidate on stage? And That's interesting. Well, we'll see how that plays out. Interesting stuff from Hillary Clinton. As long as she's not running, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, a woman living in a van in San Diego with her pet rats. Eh, it's not where you want to be. Okay, well, the pets... Like you bought you bought a fancy rat, didn't you? We did have a couple of fancy rats for a while and they were pretty expensive. What did I pay for those? Does anybody remember? It was a lot. I think you hid it from us. I think it was. yeah, I may have had it because I might have been embarrassed. I think, we, I think it was three figures though. It was three figures for Whoa. two. I think they were sixty bucks a piece or something. Yeah. I think I paid one twenty for two rats. Uh, A woman living in a van, and I don't think she's got fancy rats. I think she's got the Uh kind you see on top of garbage heaps. Strays? (laughs) I I don't know. Uh, A woman living in a van in San Diego with her pet rats has agreed to give them up. All 300 of them. Her and 300 rats in a van. I'm sorry, you said 300. Right. The San Diego Union-Tribune says the San Diego Humane Society went to the woman's van near Del Mar because they're concerned the rats are not having the fantastic life that they would have out on the street. No, those are fancy rats. She has 300 fancy rats. I'm looking at the video. The van's a bit run down, as you might expect. Well, that looks a little gross. That's a little disgusting looking. Oh, my God. For those of you playing the home game, uh, this video is available at armstrongandgetty.com. That is like an inch of rat feces and uh, just garbage on the floor of that van. It's a rat cage. Yeah, perfect. It looks exactly like a rat cage, the van she is living in with her 300 rats. The Humane Society said, yeah, you can't have 300 rats in your van. Uh, Authorities found rats had clawed into the upholstery, burrowed into the seats, and gnawed the engine wiring. Well, then she can't drive anywhere. I've had that happen. Rats will destroy the wiring in your vehicles if you leave them parked very long. Uh, Captain uh, Danny Cook said the woman wasn't hoarding the animals. She just started with two pet rats, and you know what happened? Them two pet rats got it on. A little sweet rat love. A little rat tinder swiping <laughs> right on you. <laughs> and then started having baby baby rats. And then rats can give birth every four weeks. Wow, I didn't know that. Rats can give birth every four weeks and produce a dozen in a litter. Ah. So you could end up with a lot of rats. That's how you end up with a... I live out in the country, so I got barns and stuff like that. Um, That's how you end up with so many rats around. Holy cow, I didn't know they could reproduce every four weeks. I came across a stat the other day. If you double numbers 40 times, you get to a trillion in 40 times. That's how quickly you can get to a trillion. Two times two is four, four times four is 16. You know, you keep doubling like that, you get to a trillion in 40 doubles. So that's kind of like what you'd be doing with the rats there. You wouldn't want a trillion rats in your van. That'd be too many. Uh, Started with two pet rats and ended up with 300 shortly thereafter. Got to have a plan for that. Uh, Who turned them in? How'd they figure out that there were rats in the van? I don't know. That is super gross. And um, this stat is out today. Percentage of U.S. adults who identify as Christian. Pew does this study every single year. The headline in the news media is how much it's gone down over the years. And it has gone down quite a bit. But I think it's significant how high the number still is. You'd never grasp this from the way you take in popular culture. The way the media, the way celebrities, the way, well, popular culture denigrates religion and Christianity, you would never believe the numbers are still this high. In 2019, 65% of U.S. adults still identify as Christian. And the percentage who identify as religiously unaffiliated, like I'm not affiliated with any religion, organized religion, is now 26%. That's up from 17% in a decade, up almost 10 points in a decade. But still, three-quarters of America are identified with some organized religion. That's a lot higher than you would ever guess, guess from watching late-night talk shows or listening to music or just following the media in general. Still, a lot of people are involved in religion, and a lot of people are Christian in this country. If you get the next hour of the Armstrong and Getty Show, we're going to talk to Ian Bremmer. Um and Lanhee Chen. It's going to be a, a pretty good hour of talking geopolitics and then domestic politics with two of the smartest people I know out there who I follow on a regular basis, basis to see what they've got to say. Uh, pr- practically everybody has turned against Trump on this whole Syria-Kurd-Turkey thing. Um, I don't know if he thinks he's just doing the right thing or it's going to turn out different. I don't know what. But stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.